Welcome to the I Am In podcast. This semester, the Boise Nampa Institute will interview members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We will hear stories from their personal lives, examples of how the gospel of Jesus Christ has blessed them. We hope you will join us each week to strengthen your faith in the Savior and gain hope for the future. Okay, today we are with two wonderful young adults, Justin Lee and Justin Case, and we have a really unique opportunity to hear about how the gospel came into each of their lives. And so I just want to start the podcast today with each of you taking a minute to introduce yourself, give us your background, where you're from. Um, just each of you take a moment. Who wants to go first? You can go ahead. You're all right, me. <laughs> so um, I have been searching truth. Um, I grew up Buddhist, um, explored many different faiths growing up. Uh, beginning in middle school, I was lying to my parents so that I can go to church with my aunt and my cousins, and it was a Pentecostal church. So I would go and spend the weekend there just to say that I, want, I wanted to hang out with my cousins. Um, but secretly I was going to church um, with them. And then from there I explored some uh, Catholic church with a couple friends from high school. Um, just didn't feel right and I left to a non-denominational Christian, just Orthodox Christian church with other friends um, and then ended up being agnostic or atheist. Just didn't believe in a God. Um, there was so many turmoil in my life growing up cause, because it wasn't aligned with truth. And mm -hmm. so I was um, so confused that I just said, gave up, there's no God. Um, and then joined the military um, and had to choose a church every Sunday. So I just chose um, a non-denominational church uh, to go to on Sundays because it was that or you clean the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, all right, I'll just go sit in the back pews at this non-denominational church because I'd rather do that than clean. Um, but um, then I, I, you know, uh, got married, went through a divorce and just um, went through a deep depression and started my whole um, truth-seeking over and just said, I'll, I'm going back to Buddhism. And then it still didn't feel right, so I uh, started exploring um, just Muslim you know, faith and because it was close to Buddhism and uh, it was, still didn't sit right. And, and then it wasn't until I moved to Seattle um, on a rainy Sunday evening um, and missionaries just came, um, introduced themselves to me um, and asked if I wanted, if I had some time to, you know, talk about Jesus Christ. And Okay, so I, let me ask this question. You're on this faith journey from early on. How old were you when you started going to church with your sister? I was 12. So you were seeking truth at 12. Yeah. And you, we're going to come back to the story of when you actually joined the church. And, and that was what age? That was uh, 32. So from 12 to 32, yeah. what a journey. Okay, yeah. we're going to come back to you, other Justin, just in case. Tell us your background. Give us a little introduction. Uh, so I was born in Michigan, lived there until I was about five years old, until I moved to uh, Tennessee in the Nashville area. Um, a lot of people know that area is the Bible Belt, and so religion was around me all the time. Um, but my family wasn't really religious at all, 
and um, I did go to church in elementary school. I was just hanging out with a friend. There was really no faith involved. I just wanted to hang out, and um, so I would go every Sunday um, because his grandma would invite me to go, and so I did that. In the middle school, didn't really go to church. I moved to Florida for two years after my parents got a divorce uh, to live with my dad. Um, realized I didn't really like Florida that much, so I moved back to um, Tennessee. And in high school, I started to go to a Baptist church with my friend. Um, again, it was more of just like hanging out and um, just hanging out with a bunch of friends. Nothing about me wanting to learn religion at all. Um, because there was this girl that I liked and she was religious, you know, classic, you know, try to impress the girl. It's always about the girl. Always about the girl. <laughs> but yeah, so I was pretty much about it. And then after school was not pursuing anything religious. I was just living, just having a good time. Wasn't really doing anything with my life, just hanging out with friends and, you know, partying up, right? There wasn't anything. Until I was about 21, I was living with two of my best friends uh, back in Tennessee uh, in an apartment. And one of them was a very faithful Baptist. And we were all hanging out in the living room and he came up to me and, you know, we were just talking and he talk, told me about the Bible and just, you know, helped me try to understand what's going on in the world nowadays. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening in the world. and. Um, he just tried to, you know, relate that to what the Bible said was going to happen in the last days that the Bible talks about. And I grew up very scientific, very logical thinking. I analyzed everything. And whenever he showed me the comparisons of what's going on in the world and what's going on in the Bible, um, it really piqued my interest because in my mind, I was like, that stuff is happening. And the Bible said it was going to happen. And 2000 years in the future, I was like, who am I to say that God's not real? Because if he is real, then we wouldn't be able to see him and it would just be faith involved. It wouldn't be like, he wouldn't show himself to you because that wouldn't be faith. And so he started to talk to me about all that. And so I got very interested and I was about 21 at this time. And um, that's what started to pique my interest in learning about Jesus Christ and who he is. It's so fascinating to think of how many other people like you are still searching um, among your peers, looking for truth, looking for something that feels right. And both of you from very young ages, you were looking early on and you were observant, uh, which brings me even back to Joseph Smith at 14, to have such a desire to know which church to join. You two had the same question all the way through this journey and went from place to place and never yet found peace. Um, how many other people do you think are having the same turmoil among your peers? I think, you know, on the outside, I, actually, I would say on the inside, everyone is looking for something. Everyone. Um, whether they're conscious of it or not, someone's always looking up. You know, we're always looking up to space. We're always looking up to something greater than us. Uh, whether you be an atheist and you're a scientist, you're always studying something that's greater. You're always trying to become greater. And now that I've learned the truth, I've realized it's because, you know, we're all, we were all spirits before we came here. And so it's just part of who we are to want to become something greater. Mm, I love that. 
okay, so there's something greater. We want to hear how this unfolds. So one gets contacted on the street and one gets a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the street. <laughs> start with the street. So, so I, um, I was um, out running errands and um, in downtown Seattle, a rainy Sunday evening, and I was starving and it was like 8.30 p.m. and I had just moved to Seattle a week ago haven't purchased any pots or pans so I've been eating cold sandwiches every day breakfast lunch and dinner and I was tired of it and I was walking around looking for food everything was closed because it was Sunday during COVID Um, and I said you know what forget this I'm just going to cut through this alley and so I can get home quicker especially in this rain and I'll just make another cold sandwich Yay. And so I cross the sh- I go through this alley, cross the street, and there were the missionaries, um, literally five feet from me as I crossed the street. They stopped me, asked me if I you know, wanted to learn more about Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I felt at that moment when I heard the word Jesus Christ, I felt my spirit just lit up and in, in the midst of the rain. Um, and I just exclaimed, yes, yes. And so um, they were kind of surprised, taken aback, like, oh, okay. Um, and so we, uh, they shared their number with me. They gave me a card and said, let's meet around this time tomorrow. And I said, okay, all right. And at that time I was working from, actually I wasn't working yet. I had, didn't have a job yet, so I was, I had, all the free time in the world to continue to explore the city. And so I met up with the missionaries about four or five days, five nights a week um, around the same time. They, they promised that they would reserve that time, that hour block for me, their last appointment of the night before they, their curfew. Every single night? Every single night. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so we did and um, I think it was after the second week they um, had mentioned something about a heavenly mother um, and and I, I remember just being in tears because I, I felt the truth in that that there was some another truth a, a major truth that was missing in my life that there could be a, a heavenly mother if there's a heavenly father then there could be a Heavenly Mother. If there's a mom on earth, then there should be a dad on earth and vice versa. And it just made so much sense. And I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't understand why that could be hidden from us or, you know, or something that um, wasn't uh, talked about. And so within that second week, I was already feeling the spirit. I felt something just warm and fuzzy um, in, just in my, in my heart, in my soul. Um, and that second week, they actually took me out chatting with them. <laughs> and so, as an investigator. As an investigator. <laughs> Someone looking into the church, you're like, come with us. Yes, they're like, come with us. These are smart missionaries. And so I, and I, you know, still didn't have a job, so I, I had the time to do so. And it was, it was just a perfect time in my life for all of this to happen because um, I had all this free time. 
So. Talk about your perspective in that, though. So you haven't yet decided to join a church. You have not been baptized into the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're walking along with two missionaries who are sharing a message of truth with others. What did that look like through your eyes? Like, was it fascinating? Was it strange? Was it interesting? Like, what did that look like to you as you went and taught other people as you're still learning? Yeah. So the first week, it was kind of strange, uh, you know, that they wanted to meet with me and come into my home and, and um, you know, and just talk to me. I'm just a stranger on the street. <laughs> and But the second week, it was fascinating because I felt like I was walking with angels. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt this wonderful, peaceful feeling every time I was with them. And just this, and they were always had a smile on their face. They, they had such a light, spirit about them it was so fluffy i just i was you know i just and i and i was so drawn into it i wanted i wanted it and i don't know what i wanted but i just i i just followed my you know intuition and my gut feeling like yes agree to it just go go with them um and as i followed those you know what we would call them promptings um i was able to get some of the questions you know, in my mind answered along the way. And I was, I'm always an observant person. So I stood in the background, just observed it all happen. And I felt like I was in a movie, really, you know, just watching it go by. Because it's such a different life that missionaries yeah. lead, right? Yeah. So so someone not who's not a member of the church that might be listening to missionaries, young adults between 18 and 26 can go serve two years or an 18 month mission and they leave everything. They don't go to school. They don't go to work. They just every day go look for people to bring to Christ. And so the busyness of Seattle all around you, and then you're just walking with two angels every day, trying to bring light into people's life. What an awesome, what brilliant missionaries (laughs) to think, to invite you to go with them. It's definitely a once in a lifetime experience. I I needed that. And at what point did you say, I'm ready to join the church? I think it was shortly. It was the same week. It was the same week where, um, as I was reading the Book of Mormon, um, you know, they kept, um, you know, instructing me to pray about it. And as I read and kept praying about it, it really felt right. I, um, there were times where, you know, I, I could hear another voice you know, whenever I prayed about it. And I felt this just burning feeling when I was praying about it. And it brought me to tears. And I didn't, I couldn't understand that at all at the moment. Um, But I knew that that was good. I knew that these tears that were rolling down my face as I was praying about it at night were good feelings. I just didn't, it was just a very foreign feeling and um, occasion. So um, that's kind of when I brought it to the missionaries and and shared that with them. And that's when they um, explained that it was the Spirit. Um, you're feeling the Spirit confirming to you the truth. And so, and so they proposed the question, <laughs> um, are you ready to be baptized? And I said, yes. And so they said, well, let's, you'll have to keep coming to church and we will set a date, and it happened. And what was the magical date when you were baptized? It was February 27th, 2021. Wow. 
That's so great. Okay, we're going to come back to this. All right, your turn, just in case. So, first off, I just love hearing Justin's story. I know. Because it's a testimony builder that people who are searching will recognize the truth, right? That's why I just love hearing it. Because um, he was just able to recognize everything, you know, that was said to him because he was searching. And I think that's awesome. Um, so, I was 21 when I found, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Um, but it wasn't until I was 24 until I joined the church. So in the middle of those three years, I was just studying the New Testament, the Old Testament as much as I could and trying to find truth. And so I started to recognize that there was a lot of corruption in the world. And I started to recognize that the truth that's being taught in the Bible is sometimes not exactly what the Bible is saying. I started to recognize that because I went to many churches with friends, you know, Pentecostal, Baptist, all these different churches. And I just didn't recognize that stuff when I started to read the Bible for myself, right? And so I was very confused at the time. And so I wasn't going to church these three years. I didn't believe in church. I didn't believe that you needed to go. Um, I just believed we were in the last days and just it was just corruption everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's just a personal journey. So I just need to figure it out on my own. And it's also a byproduct of not being able to trust a lot of people growing up. And so I was reading the Bible for myself and tried to understand what God told me the truth was. Now, I did still talk to people and I still did try to understand their perspective, but I wasn't so willing to accept what they said right off the bat. I had to, you know, process it. And so from when I was 19 to 24, I worked at Walmart that whole time. And I was best friends with all the older ladies and like they're all religious and they saw my conversion from being someone who didn't believe in God to someone starting to learn about God and they loved everything. They loved absolutely everything, even the crazy theories that I would come up with that I you're, thought I discovered and all this stuff. You're talking religion and Walmart every yeah. time the cute old ladies come find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a new dimension of the story I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. And so I would always try to like sit at the break room and talk to people and like what I learned and try to teach people. And um, whenever I taught people, I was able to listen to myself. And a lot of times when I said something, I'm like, okay, maybe I should stop teaching that because I felt the spirit tell me not to teach that. So maybe it's not true. So it was a learning process for me as well when I try to teach people. And that's the case with every teacher. Yeah, When exactly. we speak, the spirit either confirms or holds you back. That's, mm -hmm. that's the power of saying things out loud. Yeah, yeah. And it was that feeling of doing something and the spirit giving me that gut feeling that I shouldn't do it is... Mm -hmm what led me to the truth. I never felt the uplifting, the warm peace feeling until after I was baptized, but I'll get to that. Um, and so, um, so I was just learning as much as I could. And um, I started to recognize quote unquote coincidences happening in my life when I would read the Bible, something in my life would happen that relates to what I just read or something I recognize that testifies of what I just read. And I think that's the way of God showing me because I was a very analytical, very logical thinker. God showed me things that I could logically think about when it came to the stuff I was reading. And so my, God flipped logic on me. I started to see that everything is logically spiritual first, then it is temporal. And so 
I started to recognize this more and more and more. And at Walmart, it's so easy to people watch. <laughs> so I was people watching all the time, trying to see like, why, whenever someone's angry at someone, why is their reaction upset? Like I started to recognize the, um, you know, interactions between people. And I was like, is that the spirit? Because if someone says something nice and uplifting, they feel really good about what was just said to them. Is that the spirit, right? I started to recognize that. And so I just started to read and read and read. And then I got into scriptures outside, inspired text outside of the Bible. Because I didn't believe at the time that the Bible was the only scripture in the world. And so I was reading the Apocrypha, all these different things that I could find that might be by God, right? Because I believe you were looking was, for more. Exactly. And I believe that there was corruption in everything, even the Bible. I didn't trust that after so many years of translations that the Bible was perfect, right? And so I was reading so many different things. And then mm, going back to when I was living with my dad in Florida, my dad's not religious, but he's spiritual. And so on my dad's side is Cherokee, Native American. And he believed in that spiritualism. And so he used to teach me all of that. And so in high school, he'd teach me about the God, or he always called it the Great Spirit that he believed in, and his name was Yehovah, right? And so he used to teach me all that. So when I got religious, I started to look up those kind of things because I was trying to branch out. And um, through studying and through understanding, you know, old Hebrew to an extent, I understood that Yehovah was the Hebrew way of saying Jehovah which is Jesus Christ, and that the Native Americans believed in three different entities, but they're all the same. And so I came to find out that my dad actually believed in the Hebrew God. And I was like, well, that's really cool. Uh, but he didn't know that at the time. And so being able to discover that was really cool. And then I even looked up to see if Jesus Christ came to this earth. And I mean, came to this side of the earth. You know, he appeared over on, you know, Jerusalem and that area but I wondered if he ever came here because I was like why would he only go over there and not come over here you know and through Google I didn't really find much but um, and I'm sure the word Mormon came up but since it was the word Mormon I probably brushed it off right I'm trying to teach him about the Book of Mormon but didn't find anything and then missionaries when I was 24 they knocked on my door and my mom actually answered and I was sitting in the back with my best friend and my sister and they come walking around, these two guys in white shirts and ties. And we were all sitting and talking. Me and my friend and my sister were actually talking about, like, religious stuff and everything at that time. And so they were talking to me. Um, my sister and my best friend started, like, talking with each other while I was talking to the missionaries. And then they said they talked about the Book of Mormon. And I was very open to things outside of the Bible. And so I asked them a couple questions. I said, is this your Bible? Like, I was thinking, like, their religion had their own text of scripture and they're like no it's we believe in the bible as well but we believe it's additional scripture that goes with the bible right and i was like interesting and i was like is it about jesus christ and they're like yes and so i took a copy and then i ignored them for a couple months after that <laughs> and i was reading it for myself and i as soon as i started reading it i was like this is just the gospel nothing i read here is not the gospel right and I, you knew that as soon as you started reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like, everything I'm reading is the gospel, and this is amazing. There's more out there. I thought it was, like, treasure that I just found because it is, right? And my testimony really started to grow about the Book of Mormon and the church when I took the Book of Mormon to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to work, 
and I started to teach and tried to tell people there's more about Jesus Christ. It's in the Book of Mormon. Now, if anyone knows about the Bible Belt, they're not too fond of our church to some degree um, or anything that's different. Um, love them all to death. They're all super nice. The people with like the strongest testimonies, I can still you know think of them, and they're in the Baptist church, right? Amazing people. Um, but they didn't have the openness that you did didn't have in the, the mind to think, could Christ really be appearing somewhere else besides yeah. just Jerusalem? Could he really love people in other nations? Mm-hmm. So for you to have that open-minded perspective gave the Book of Mormon a chance to yeah. be read, mm-hmm. where others choose not to even open it because they don't believe that that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so quick experience that God put in my face, right? In Walmart. Yeah. In Walmart. Um, there was this guy I worked with named Bob, right? And he, we always talked religion, right? And he was like one of my best friends there. And, um, I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, Hey, there's this book. It's, it's about Jesus Christ, and it's more about the gospel and about people on this side of the world and the Native Americans and all that stuff. And when the missionaries told me that it was about the Native Americans, my mind was blown, right? When they were like, oh, yeah, this book is about how Jesus Christ appeared to the Native Americans, I was like, that's exactly what I was looking for. It was wild. And so I tried teaching that to him, but he was like, oh, I have a Bible. I don't need another Bible in my life. Right, which is a direct quote. Which is the direct quote that I read a week later in, mm-hmm. the, in the end of Second Nephi, and again my mind was blown. And I took it to him, and he kind of shrugged it off because I read it to him, and I was like, "You just fulfilled prophecy. <laughs> you just said this to me like last week." But he kind of shrugged it off and everything. But that was a testimony to me that the book is for our day, mm-hmm. right? Is to help us to understand and to get out of the confusion that a lot of people have about religion, um, and so. As soon as that happened, I was like, this book is true. I was like, no doubt about it. And so missionaries found me again. I didn't reach out to them. They kept trying to knock on my door, and sometimes I would ignore them. But I finally opened, and I told them I've been reading and everything. And eventually they taught me more discussions and asked me to be baptized. And I said yes. I was like, this is the true church. Like The opposition that I faced at Walmart from trying to teach people is what built my testimony because I knew we were in the last days. I knew that before I even knew about this church. And I knew that Satan is doing everything he can to try influence people to, you know, tear down truth and all this kind of stuff. And so when I would teach the Book of Mormon to all these people at work, the opposition just out of nowhere, and then they would say, oh, well, this and that about your church or this and that about what y'all believe in. And I, and I would always challenge them and say, did you read it from this book? Or did you read it from our church website? And they always said no. And so to me, I knew I couldn't trust them in that regard, right? And so it was just a bunch of that that led me to know that, you know, this is true. You know, how would Satan influence people to think about a church that is Jesus Christ's? Exactly what the, what's going on in the world today. We read in the New Testament that um, when Jesus Christ came, you know, who didn't like Jesus Christ the most whenever he came to the earth? The Pharisees, right? The religious people didn't like them. If Jesus Christ's church was to come back to the earth, God always worked in patterns. How is it going to be in these days? Our church came back. Who hates us the most? The religious people who thought they have the full truth and everything. And so it's a pattern. I started to recognize that. And I was like, yeah, I'll be baptized. And then ever since then, it's just changed my life. And what was the magic date for you? When were you baptized? Me was actually February as well, uh, 17th. 
of the same year? No. So I was baptized 2018. 18. Yeah. Okay. Such a journey mm-hmm. that both of you have gone on and such exploration. Uh, this wasn't just, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll, I'll take a dip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was, I'm searching, I need it, I'm seeking, and I have found it. Mm-hmm. So now that you've both been in the church for a, a few years, a couple of years, um, what is different? How do you feel having the companionship of the Spirit with you constantly? And what does God continue to teach you as you continue to grow in your wisdom and knowledge of Him? So um, for me, you know, definitely the, the pure peace that I feel inside my soul now. I, I have this sense of peace that everything will work out in the good of all things. And because I know that there is a God who loves me, I know that there's a Savior who wants nothing but the best for me. Um, and I feel the Spirit in you know good times, bad times, and confusing times. Um, so it's definitely been able to enhance my life and make better decisions. Um, the biggest thing that I think it has taught me is to love myself and 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 love others. Um, um, so I it's, I have this fresh new perspective on life, on love, on others. That we are all children of God, um, and everyone is on their own journey. Um, and and it helps me to give grace to those who are unkind. Because the grace that was, you know, given to me has been just amazing. Um, He's definitely had some tender mercy on me for the things that I've done and been through in my life. And I can definitely see that. Mm. And we need that tender mercy with all the things that we go through, for sure. For me, you know, after understanding that this is the truth completely changed my life because I always thought where am I going like yeah I was reading the Bible and I was like there's nothing you know in this world that is bold about Jesus Christ and so when I learned about the church and that they confessed that it was the one and only true church that really stood out to me because if there was one true church God would say that's his church and the fact that they're so bold, I loved it. And just the doctrine lines up with everything I was reading in the Bible, everything. And then the Book of Mormon lines up with everything that I was reading in the Bible for those three years. And that the Book of Mormon, the way I see it is that the Bible teaches the correct principles, and then the Book of Mormon teaches those principles and then expounds upon them. That's what I loved about the Book of Mormon. It helps us to understand those principles even more. And so knowing that there's a church on the earth knowing that we still have a prophet, we still have apostles like Jesus Christ established his church in the New Testament, I have understood God's love for me more than I ever have because God understands the times that we're living in, that we are in the most difficult times and that he has given us the fullness of the truth in these last days so that we can have a tool to continually progress, that we have a tool to fight off the adversary. And we have all these different tools and it's just amazing. I had the privilege of being able to serve a mission after I was baptized. And so I was working at Walmart, 
my bishop was like, you're not making enough money there. Um, come work for me. He had a window cleaning company and I had no money at all. I had none. And you have to save up and spend money to go on a mission, right? Um, the church doesn't pay for it. And so I really wanted to. I loved teaching and I loved being able to help people understand. And so he was like, come work for me. And it's funny, ever since I started tithing, I was starting to save money. It's funny how that works out. Um, <laughs> That's the pure miracle of tithing. Exactly. And so I was another testimony builder. And so a year and four months I saved up and went on a mission when I was 25, turned 26, right when I went onto the mission field. And I served in Seattle, uh, Washington. And it was an amazing experience. You know, Seattle is one of the most atheistic places in the world. And the fact that I came from that background, I was able to reach so many people and it showed that God was looking like after me and showed, the, showed me the best place for me to serve to reach the most people, right? And so I learned so many things about the gathering of Israel, the importance of helping other people know Jesus Christ and the joy that brings in their life. And so one of the most um, touching and testimony building experiences is I was a year and a half into my mission and I got transferred to a place called West Seattle. And so it was at a time where COVID was happening. We're doing these goals to keep us busy and to keep us engaged in the work. And so one of our goals was to have 30 testifying contacts um, a day, right? Talking to random people, testifying about Jesus Christ 30 times. Now, this particular day, we had lessons from when we woke up to like night. And so we weren't able to get in all those except for the people we you know, were meeting with. And so it was like eight o'clock at night, me and my companion were like, we need to go out and get these testifying contacts before it's too late, before we had to go home. And so we went out, we went down to the main strip where a lot of people walk and we we're gonna go and try and talk to people as much as we can. On the way there, I had a prompting to visit this lady who we uh, contacted a while ago, um, who hasn't been to church since the, the 70s. Like it's been a long time. And so we went and talked to her and uh, we were able to go inside of her house because you have to have, you know, th either three males or three females when you're a missionary to be in the same room with someone, right? And so her roommate was actually home this time, who was a male, so we were able to go in and teach her for the first time. And we were there for 40 minutes. A lot of things got brought up, you know, my name's Justin Case, and so we were talking about funny names <laughs> and how things go. We were talking about elders with funny names with, like, elder and like with someone like the last name Lee, like Justin here, <laughs> elder Lee. And like all those things got brought up. Her grand, her son's name is Justin. And so it was like so many connections. And so we, we had to go home. It was getting late. And she was like, Hey, you should cut down this alleyway. Um, so you can get home on time. And you know, it's like a sketchy part. And we're like, no, we're not going to cut down this alleyway. And so we went home the normal way and everything. And then on our way home, there was this guy walking up with his headphones in had hood on, it was raining, nighttime, and we stopped him, and I said, hey, do you want to learn about Jesus Christ? And his eyes lit up, and he was like, yeah, I would love to, I've been searching for that. So I cool, I was like, what's your name? And he was like, Justin, and I was like, whoa, my name's Justin also, and we were just talking about, um, you know, this lady we just talked with, her son's name is Justin and everything, I was like, so cool. And I was like, what's your last name? And he was like, Lee. And I was like, we were just talking about someone with the last name Lee. It was crazy. And so, yeah, the guy sitting next to me right now is the guy I met on my mission. And the story that he told, I was, me and my companions were the missionaries that were 
teaching him. And so it was just a testimony builder because he was searching the truth just like I was in the past. And so being able to see more people like that and be able to run into someone personally on that level, I start to understand what the missionaries might have felt when they under, when they ran into me accepting the truth and just seeing that God is working in every single person's life and that seeing him recognize truth let me know that God is working in his life just like he was working in my life and with anyone who's listening to this podcast he is working in their life and even anyone who is atheist anyone who doesn't believe in God who's angry at God anyone like that God is still working in their life as well to try and help lead them to him but it's just up to not, up to us if we recognize that or not, right? You know, we have a lot of spiritual eyes and things like that, but it's up to us to see God's hand in our lives. And so just being able to see God's love from learning the truth and all the experiences I've had has been the greatest thing. Oh, you too. What an amazing journey from both of you desiring to, to find Christ, to finding each other, to both of you sitting in the same place. And so, and so I have to ask what brought you both to Boise, Idaho, from Seattle, from Tennessee, from Florida, from all over the place. Why are you here, and why is this gospel a place you plan to stay? So I, uh, I met a girl um, that was in in Idaho. So that's why I'm here. But why I am staying is because I feel like there's there's work for me and for me to do here. Um, I have felt inspired <clears throat> by some of the people that I've met, some friends that I have, that my experiences and my testimony would be able to maybe shed some light um, to help them to remember Christ. Um, as you know, the world adds more distraction in our life, and as the world gets you know um, heavier and burdens get heavier, you know sometimes we we you know, want to blame someone. And oftentimes I've seen that people are blaming God for their shortcomings. And and, and I just want to be able to, to, I don't feel like my work here has been fulfilled yet. And so I'm, and that's why I'm staying in Boise. Um, but I do want to share my testimony that Jesus lives. Um, he loves each and every one of us. He came to show us the way back to to our Father in heaven who loves us even more. Um, and I've seen miracles happen in my life in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, I've been able to be blessed with so many experiences that has built my testimony and expedited my process in, in you know, my testimony. Um, within a year, I've been able to baptize someone. I've, you know, received my Melchizedek and been, you know, like, and seen all these miracles. And I feel like the Lord um, has a big plan for me. And that's why it's in, in His timing. And He decided to speed up my process here. And, um, and I do know that we have, uh, you know, truth um, through our prophets, you know, um, um, that are living, and we will con constantly receive those revelation and truth uh, that our Heavenly Father 
wants for us. And uh, I do say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And I, you know, after my mission, I got back about a year and three months ago. And I got home and I just felt like I needed a change in my life. Um, I felt like I needed to be around more people my age who were members of the church. And so in Tennessee, there's really not that many. You know, I would have to drive 45 minutes to my YSA, which is a young single adults ward um, congregation, or drive 30 minutes to my family ward. And so it was so much driving, not that many activities going on unless you drove a long time. And I just wanted more. And I felt like at that time I got everything I needed to from that area. And Justin, he was living here and we wanted to be roommates. And so I was, I just needed a change. And so I moved out here, we became roommates and now been here two months. And now we're talking on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So what an incredible journey. Share your testimony with us before we conclude. I just know that this church is the true church of Jesus Christ on the earth. And there's truth everywhere, but I know that the fullness of the truth is in this church. This church is restoring ongoing. It's continue, like it is continually restoring to the point where we can continually progress. And I love that. And I know that we have a prophet on the earth, President Russell M. Nelson right now, who is in direct contact with the savior to receive revelation for this church. And I know that we have 12 apostles and I know that they are all inspired by God. I listen to them. I've been listening to them for almost five years now. And I feel the spirit every single time that I listen to them. And I know that all of this is possible and that all of this stuff is on the earth because God loves us and that he does care for us and he wants us all to come back into his presence. And we just have to be prepared to be in his presence. And I just like to share that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you both so much for your diligence and for the chance to meet with you. I hope that those who are seeking Christ around us will find him and that we might have the courage to speak up and invite, be the ones to say, would you like to read this Book of Mormon? Uh, We were charged at conference to fill the world with the Book of Mormon and to share our testimonies by how we live, what we say, what we do. And there are many more Justins out there (laughs) who have a desire to find him. We just, as members of the church, need to be courageous and share our testimony that they might find him too. Thank you both for being here.